0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Good morning, good morning, good morning. morning. How's everyone doing today? The baby section over there. I saw you guys like shaking. I was like, is that the Holy Spirit? I'm like, no, you guys are all putting babies to sleep. Get that section over there. There's a special section that we have uh of future preachers amen we got some future preachers sitting in that corner over there how's everyone doing this morning you guys are good uh i'm excited to be here with you guys and uh navigating all these amazing and beautiful things that god is doing in our midst and excited for all the great things that are coming and that he's going to do um but i want to tell you something Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, I was making a barbecue at home, and uh, my kids jumped into the pool, and they jumped right back out because it was cold. You know, in Miami, you know, a pool that is probably like 70 degrees or 75 is cold for them because they're used to to the heat. And when I was making the barbecue, they came and they stood around me, and they're like, this is nice and warm here. And they just stood there next to me as I was making, you know, the steaks on the barbecue. And the Holy Spirit was showing me something. The time is coming where there's not going to be too many empty seats left in this place. Because of the way that this world is getting colder and colder by the day. And I'll mention a few things today in my teaching. And people are going to run. Listen to what I'm going to say. They're going to run. They're going to flock to wherever there's a fire that is burning so that they can get warmed up so that they could continue in their life because of everything that they're facing out there. And I believe that we're lighting up a fire in this place. We believe that the fire is going. And whoever wants to stand next to that fire and stay warm and get ready to tackle whatever's coming, let me tell you, those are the days that are upon us right now. And we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to what He wants to do in each of our lives. So it's going to be an amazing journey. It's going to be an amazing season that God is going to do great and amazing things in this place. And I'm glad that you guys are here. And that you guys get to be a part and you guys get to be used by God in the midst of all these things. I don't want to be a spectator of what God wants to do. I want to be a person that is involved in what he's doing. I don't know how many of you guys tell the Lord, Lord, use me. You say, Lord, use me. I want to be a part of what you're doing in this time, in this season. I don't want to look from the outside in. I remember when COVID broke out in 2020 and I got covid and uh, I remember that I was uh, locked up in my room and uh, my wife would just put the plate outside, you know, and I would open the door, get the plate, go, go inside. And then my room has an exit to the backyard and I would see my wife and the kids playing on the, on the, on the PlayStation, looking at the TV, dining together, and I couldn't join them. I was watching from the, wind, from the window and they would wave at me. They would wave at me, but I couldn't be in contact with them because I had the infection. And a lot of people in this season, a lot of times the way that they see the move of God is from the window, from the outside. Oh, I would like to be part of what God is doing. I would like to be used by what God is doing. Well, let me tell you, there's an invitation that God is giving you. There's an invitation not to be a spectator, but to be a participant in this season and in this time. So how many say, amen, Lord, use me. Oh, use me, Lord. That's what we want to tell the Lord. Lord, use me. And I want to be part of what you're doing in your kingdom in this season. In front of you guys, you're going to find the little survey that we did last week. And we're doing that survey again today. And it has to do with our growth track because we're trying to get everybody's information on this. So I know that in just one weekend we can't do the whole church because not everybody shows up in one weekend. And that's one of those things that we want to come against. You know that they say by stat that in today's day, people go to church once a month. you imagine that? Once a month, and that was the average attendance of a person. I declare that we're not going to fall into that here at Newman Church, that there's going to be a hunger and a desire. When is Sunday coming around? I want to be part of what God is doing. But in front of you guys, there's a little survey, all right? And if you'd be so kind, if you didn't fill it out last week, if you filled it out, I don't need it. Now, if you weren't here or you didn't fill it out, I want you to pull it out real quick. And it's just a couple of questions that you can fill out. It has to do with if you've done your growth track. And if you have, if you're part of a team and what team are you a part of. All right. And uh, if you haven't and you want further information, you could just write your name and your email. Okay. Or your name and your phone number. and uh, And be clear when you're writing that. Sometimes we're trying to like, the spirit of discernment to try to figure out what it is that some people wrote man you know something like what is written there i can't understand so be clear uh in in your handwriting don't feel bad i have chicken scratch when i write all right so i have very bad handwriting all right so that's one thing another thing is that we're gonna have our ladies night okay we have our girls night coming up on march 1st all right march 1st is a wednesday and all the girls, all the ladies are invited that evening here at 7.30, all right? So I would love for you guys to come and be a part of that ladies' gathering, the first ladies' gathering of 2023, all right? Then March 4th, we have our first Saturday serve. Every first Saturday of the month, we have a service outreach into the community, all right? And our first Saturday serve for march is actually going to be with an organization that works with foster care all right and they're going to be bringing the kids that are being put up for fostering here to our kids building and uh, we're going to be serving them all right we're going to be serving the children and serving the families so if you want to be a part of that that's the first saturday of march and we'll be meeting here at 8:30 in the morning on that first saturday which is march the fourth. And on the 12th of March, we're going to be having baptisms. If you've never been baptized as an adult, all right, pastor, they baptized me when I was a year and a half. That one doesn't count. You know why it doesn't count? Because you didn't have a choice. They just baptized you. But baptism is a personal decision that you make to follow Christ with your life. And this is the way that I like to say it. I have a wedding band on, And this wedding band, I used to be able to take it a lot easier off. Now it takes a harder time. I don't know why. I think it's become smaller with the time. But this wedding band is a public manifestation of a covenant relationship that I have with my wife. Whoever sees my wedding band sees, oh, he is committed to somebody. That's what baptism is. Baptism is going public with your faith and telling others, I'm following Christ. I'm going after him and I want the world to know that I am committed to Him. So if you've never done a baptism like that, on March the 12th, we're gonna be having baptisms. You can go ahead and sign up outside uh, for that moment. And last but not least, we're gonna be having a youth gathering together with Calvary Chapel. All right, Calvary Chapel, uh, the pastor there, Alex Sagat, he's a great friend of mine. And they're gonna be having a youth event on the 3rd and the 4th of March and uh, there's a video that i think that we have and this is an invitation to all our young people all our youth including those that are in college all right so i want you guys to take a quick look at this
1: video Get me through the law before they hit the blitz <laughs> Had them mortified, now they call me brick. I'm on a whole nother level, I'm dodging the devil They hitting my line, and I block <laughs> Finally better, they watch the novellas But I need a drama to stop This that that, hey, 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 that, I got never left 2019, couldn't get no rest 21, and I haven't slept Had to remind myself I'm blessed I can't live my life depressed I rest and know when the father don't change for best He's looking for spirit and truth <laughs>
0: right, I think it was that. (laughs) No, I know it was that. All right. Um, If you want to sign up your youth uh, to this event, okay, you could do it online. And what you're going to do is go to EncounterMiami.com. EncounterMiami.com, and there's where you can register. But our youth that Friday, they're going to be going uh, to that event, and it's Saturday all day. So I want to encourage you guys uh, to participate Of that we believe in the body of Christ and in coming together with all other churches that are here to edify the body of Christ. All right, let's pray. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to continue moving this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place, for the way that you're moving over our lives, Holy Spirit. And right now, Lord God, these next few moments, Lord, that we're going to teach and speak your word. I pray that you would fill our lives, and align our hearts to your truth, to your word, and what you want to do in us in this season, Lord God. Have your way. Use me, Lord God, as a vessel in your hands, and that at the end, you receive the glory and the honor for everything that takes place in this room. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people say, can we put our hands together for the Lord this morning? (laughs) Mr. Andy, you're ready for when this service is done? You ready? I'm ready for you, man. I'm ready for you. We got to, believe it or not, have a marriage ceremony taking place in between services today. All right. This gentleman right over there that I love very much, him and his uh, wife-to-be are coming together today. And I'm excited about that. We are in a series uh, called We Are NUMA. Can you say that with me? We are NUMA. All right, And we're talking about our vision as a church. We're talking about our culture as a church, what God has called us to do, what our spiritual DNA is in the body of Christ. All right, And one of the things that I've said during this season, if you're part of the house, you've been here for years, this is important because you get to refresh a little bit right, of who we are and what we're supposed to be doing in the body. If you are new or you've been coming for a few months or just checking us out or you're tuning in, this is going to be the perfect series because you're going to, figure out, okay, in a month and a half, if this is the church for you, because you want to be a part of this that I'm speaking, all right? And when I'm talking about we are NUMA, what comes to my mind is this phrase that we've branded as our slogan, which is breathe deep, breathe deep. We want you to breathe deep. Why? Because I believe God is in this place. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. I believe God is doing wonderful things in this place. And you know what I want to do? Wherever God is, I want to be there and I want to like take in of him as much as I can. I want to take in of the life of God. And what I love about the series is that we're talking about our culture as a church. Say with me, culture. Okay, culture is very important. Why is culture important, Pastor? Because culture establishes health. And I've said it, and I'm going to say it again. There's no perfect church out there. There's none, but there's healthy churches. And healthy churches are established by having a good culture, a solid culture, a culture of the kingdom of heaven so that it can function. Here at NUMA, we get we got 10 core values that establish what our culture are. And in this series, what we're doing is that we're preaching these core values, all right, which are dependence. Last week, we talked about integrity. We're going to look at humility, obedience, generosity, excellence, perseverance, gratitude, and generational mentality. But today, we're diving into one that I think is so important, and it's honor. Can you say with me, honor? Okay, honor. Honor. And I've titled today's message, A Heart of Honor. A Heart of Honor. When you look at the Bible, all right, the Bible that you and I today have in English, have in Spanish, have in Portuguese, have in French, whatever language you read your Bible in, all right? The original Bible, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek. And the word for honor in Greek is a word that is spelled out literally like the word time, but with two E's at the end. So you can say like Timmy. And what that word means is value. Okay, the word for honor, it's value. Give value, esteem, see as precious, weighty. Okay, so when you talk about honor, is that you value, you esteem. It, it, there's a weight that you recognize the weight of the moment. For example, this worship moment that we were having right now. And we were, we were singing and I, and I came up and I, I told Emerson and the piano, let's sing We Exalt Thee. Why? Because I, I wanted to, to honor the moment. I wanted to, to take advantage of the moment that we were in and, and give him worth. I, exalt him, lift him up up recognize that his weight is upon this place right now and what do we do when that happens we give honor say with me honor we give honor the opposite of honor church okay is to treat something as common okay as if it didn't have any value all right like if it's ordinary and i think that honor okay is becoming more and more lost in our society and I'm not talking about this extreme honor either, all right? Because there's honor that is taken to the extreme. I don't believe in that, all right? But honor is being lost in our society. I don't know how many of you guys looked or saw the Grammys. Anybody saw the Grammys? Any of you guys saw the Grammys? Uh, for a moment, you know, we had the Grammys up in, in my house. And there was a moment that I just had to turn that thing off, man. There was a moment that, you know, I, I had to turn, turn off that thing. There was a... a, a uh, a, a singer that uh, it's a he, but he says he's a she, all right. And 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 he went up there and started giving thanks to all you know the transgenders that have gone before him, you know, for him to be able to receive this award. And the moment that he said, "Because I am a transgender singer," everybody just got up and started to give him an ovation. And I was like, don't we live in a crazy world when everything that God calls good, the world calls bad, and everything the world calls bad, God calls good, and we clap at those things. We celebrate those things. And when that group, okay, that singer that goes by the name of Kim Petra went up to do a performance with the song that won, it's a song called Unholy, that's the name of the song, imagine that. And it's like if they were in hell, all right, and the the dancers were demons. That's how they were dressed like. You had just, it it was crazy. And everybody just standing and singing the song and clapping. And I'm like, talk about the culture that we live in. Talk about what we celebrate. Because I believe in the kingdom of heaven. I believe the kingdom of heaven is is a kingdom of celebration. You celebrate people. But the things that we're celebrating are incorrect, guys. Some news that came out the other day and it broke my heart of some little girl in a bus in Homestead getting beat up by a 15-year-old boy. Some of you guys saw that, came out on TV. A little nine-year-old girl sitting on her seat and a 15-year-old just gets up and just starts punching her. And the other people, you know what's even more concerning? That the other students in the bus, instead of interrupting it, they get their phones and they start filming. Actually, this week on Monday, on the 13th, a 14-year-old girl committed suicide in New Jersey because she got bullied last week by some girls. They got her in the middle of the hallway in school, got her face, and dragged her face across the lockers. You imagine that. And then the video went viral, and she couldn't believe it. And this beautiful 14-year-old Girl that loved to ride on horse, blonde hair, amazing. You see that girl like, that girl's probably going to be a model. She took her life on Monday because of the shame and the hurt and the wounds that that situation caused on her. That's the society that we live in, a society that does not honor. But that's not the way it has to be for us in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we're called to be people of honor people of honor what should be our attitude as followers of christ well it's written down in the book of hebrews chapter 13 verse 18 and look what this verse is so powerful it says pray for us we are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way what did he say they wanted to do they wanted to live honorably and what in every way in every way guys we want to live how we want to live honorably that's what the writer of the book of hebrews is saying so then the question becomes okay who do you honor who do you honor well you honor god and you honor people say with me you honor god and you honor people all right and who do you honor first? You honor God, but I'm going to do the teaching backwards. We're going to talk about honoring people first because I want to close with the subject of honoring God. Okay. So when we talk about honoring people, you can write that there in your notes. Okay. Who do you honor? You honor people. People. All right. There's this phrase from Pastor Craig Rochelle that just blew my mind. Listen to this phrase when he's talking about honor and honoring people. He goes, it's respect that people have to earn. Honor is a gift that you give freely. I'm going to repeat that because I don't want it to fly over your heads. All right? It is respect that people have to earn. People have to earn your respect. Honor is a gift that you give freely. So what should we do with honor? We give honor how? We give it freely. We give it to those that are around us. All right. And I have a little definition of honor that I want to share with you. I wrote here, Honor is being able to recognize the image of God in each person and treat them accordingly. You know that everybody in this room bears the image of God? Everybody in this room, everybody here, everybody watching through that camera, you bear the image of God. You're an image bearer of your Creator. And just because of that, I need to honor you. Because as I honor you, I honor who? I honor your creator. I honor your maker in honoring who you are. And I wrote here, it doesn't matter if the person is lesser or greater than you in importance. You will always value them for who they are and not for what they do. In valuing them, you're really valuing their creator. So you value everybody. It doesn't matter if they think the way that you think. If they act the way that you expect them to act. No, they, they bear the image of God. So I want to honor that. Now That doesn't mean that I have to agree. Remember, respect is earned. But honor you give. To everyone. Psalms 8 verse 3 through 5. The psalmist says something so powerful. He goes, when I consider your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. What is mankind that you're mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and you've crowned them with glory and honor. What does it say? That God has crowned us with glory and honor. Look at the person next to you for a second. Right. That person right there has been crowned with glory and honor. Isn't that wonderful? That's what scripture says. Isn't that, re- doesn't that give you relief? You know, because sometimes when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't see yourself too glorious. You know, I was looking at some pictures the other day when I was young and a youth and I was serving and I was looking at myself like 23 or 24. And when I look at myself now, it looks like I swallowed that person. You know, I was like, what in the world happened? (laughs) I was like, oh, how those years have gone. You know, we miss those years, right, Pastor Max? Yeah, we miss those years. But can you stand in front of the mirror and say, hey, that person is crowned with glory and honor? We're talking, you know, because we live in a society now that people just go in to do surgery and they change themselves. You know, it's like, I'm going to pay all this money and I'm going to change this and change that. And we were talking about, you know, some young people that they offered them for their 15s if they wanted a party, a cruise or a surgery. You imagine that for their 15s. So a person decided to choose a surgery and the girl wanted to change her eyebrows. She didn't like her eyebrows. So she decided to do a surgery on her. Now, you know what the problem was? That the surgeon made a mistake and put one eyebrow up here and the other one down here. So the person had an eyebrow here and the other one here. You imagine that? And even like that, God has crowned you with glory and honor. <laughs> so you don't need to do anything crazy. All right? I remember that there was a season, a bunch of people getting surgeries to lose weight. And I'm the type of mentality, I'm like, listen, if I had the undisciplined to eat everything I saw in front of me and gain all the weight, then I have to have the discipline to lose it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to do anything crazy. And that's another story. That's a preaching for another day. Anyways. So who do we honor? We honor people. We honor people. We honor everyone. And I'm just going to give you a list of who I think we should honor. Number one, children, honor your parents. All the young people in this room, all right? Honor your parents. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. It says, children, obey your parents. Because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Isn't that crazy? If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you, and you'll have a long life on this earth. It doesn't say if they're good, if you want to honor them. Oh, and by the way, this is very important about honoring your parents. It doesn't end when you're 20 or when you're 30 or when you're 40. Actually, one of the most powerful things, if you're like, you know, if your parents are advanced in age, in their 70s and their 80s, is to honor your parents in front of their grandkids. That's something powerful. That's something powerful because you want to teach your children to honor your parents and say, you know what, there's a lineage, and I want you to honor that. Pastor, they weren't honorable. I know, but it's good for our heart that we maintain that honor and that we maintain that respect. Another people group that we need to honor, husbands and wives honor each other. Husbands and wives honor each other. Hebrews 13.4 says, Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. The Bible says to honor your marriage. What does that mean? Honor the person that you're married to. Honor the covenant that you made with that person. Husband, honor your wives. Wives, honor your husbands. In doing that, you're glorifying God. Another group that you honor, honor those in authority. Honor those in authority. Romans 13, all right? 1 through 7 explains, very important, that God in His sovereignty, He's placed people in position of authority. And in verse 7... Of Romans 13, it says, give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes. By the way, I'm not saying this because we're in tax season, all right? But it says here, pay your taxes and government fees to those that collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. So you're supposed to show honor, okay? Listen to this, not only to powerful people in government, but to all those that are over authority over our lives and I just put some practical examples, I like to be practical I think that if it's not practical, it's not spiritual, I think the spirit things need to be practical, and I put some practical things here, if you play sports for example, show honor to your coach if you're a student, show honor to your teachers, if you have a mentor, show them honor honor your boss church, oh no no you don't know my boss well, he's paying your salary. <laughs> honor your boss. Even if you believe deep down inside that you're smarter than him. <laughs> because some of them are like, I'm smarter than that guy. But yeah, but he's still the boss. <laughs> All right? Honor that person. All right? Maybe you would like to be the boss someday. You want to make sure you treat the boss with honor because one day if you want to be the boss, you want to be a person that receives honor. All right? Because one of the very important things is that before you learn to be over, you need to learn to be under. A lot of people want to be over. Well, you need to learn to be under. All right? Another group of people that you honor, honor your church leaders. First Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13, it says, Dear brothers and sister, honor those that are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. It says to honor who? The church leaders. You know, sometimes we see people here that they're part of the dream team and they help you sit down, you know, like those that are in the welcome home. And they're like, come on, you need to sit over here. You're like, why do I need to sit there? I want to sit over here. You know, or they uh, come on, you got to park here. Like, no, no, I don't want to park here. I want to park over there. You know what? If they're telling you to sit somewhere, it's because they're thinking of the whole and the benefit of everybody. For example, we have the baby sitting in that section because we know that sometimes the parents need to walk them out. If they get a little fuzzy or they start crying, that's why we don't sit them here. But if the usher tells you, hey, don't sit here. No, 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 I want to sit here. No, show honor. You guys know what I'm telling you? Show respect to that person. It's, a, it's important. And I put a couple of other practical things that I think are, are, are good, all right? Single out people who serve you. Thank them. Show them honor. a no to those that minister your kids. If you have kids next door, once in a while, just write them a note. Hey, thank you for all that you're doing. You know that that's honorable to those people? Maybe you want to bring a little gift to your small group leader and say, man, I want to thank you for putting up with me, man. I know that I, I, I've been a little bit difficult sometimes. Here you go. I, I want to honor you. Or how about the worship pastor? Hey, you guys just walked in on cue right now. Man, it's like if we have planned it, Martha and Milton are a worship pastor. By the way, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I love you guys, and I'm so proud of you. All right. And next week, you guys are not going to see them because they're going on their anniversary trip and I'm about to jump in their bag and go with them. But anyways, that's another story. How about if you would find out Pastor Milton's and Pastor Martha's email, and you just send them an email and say, I want to thank you for the way that you guys are leading worship. It's really blessed my life and my walk with God in this season. Wouldn't that be honorable? You know, just little tips, little things that, that could help us. So honor everyone else that you come into contact with. Romans 12.10, it says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. That's like if I find out what Max is doing to honor someone, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to outdo him. I want to honor that person. And once again, it's not in a sick way. All right? It's not in a way that is unhealthy. But for example, if you have kids that go to school, find out your teacher's name. Find out when is their birthday. Write them a little birthday card. Make sure that you send a little present with your kid to class. That shows what? That shows honor for that person that is there. When a person serves you in a restaurant, I wrote this, or in a business, make it a point to be courteous to them. I've seen people treat waiters so bad. And like with a demand, that's not what I asked for. That's not what I wanted. The other day I was in a restaurant. And the lady was taking her time getting our order. Look over here. She was taking her time to the tea and to the detail. And I was like, you're doing a wonderful job. You're doing so good. And you know why she said she was paying so much attention to the order that we were putting? Because the owner of the restaurant makes her pay for the plate if that plate is returned. So I was like, come on. I, I, I almost told her, you, you want to sit here? Let me just tell you exactly what I want. Because I don't want you to pay for for something that I'm returning if I didn't like it. And sometimes I've been in a restaurant and I'm about to pray for the meal and I'll tell the waiter, hey, you know what? We're followers of Christ and we're about to pray for this meal. Is there there anything that you would like to pray for? And the waiter just looks at me like, what in the world happened here? You know, that's a way of showing honor to those people that are serving you. You guys are catching this this morning? Very practical things, guys, very practical things. And I wanna close this part of honoring people by saying this, last comment on this before we talk about honoring God. Take the lowest seats. Take the lowest seat. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Consider everyone more important than yourself. Consider them more important. You're there to show them honor. You're there to serve them. What can I do to make a difference in your life? And I wrote, strive to please God, not yourself, Or others, be a servant and look to honor those rather than honoring yourself. So that's that on honoring people. The second point is honoring God. And this is where I really wanted to jump into this morning. You know that I believe that the reason that this world is falling more and more into dishonor with one another... It's because the people of this world are dishonoring God more and more. We're living in a season where people don't want to know about God. They want to do things their way. But don't tell me about God. Don't tell me that I need to do things like that. And we have a culture that dishonors God. All true honor is born out of a heart that is surrendered to the King of Kings. All true honor starts with being surrendered to who? Surrender to God. It's surrender to Him. It's recognizing His greatness, recognizing who He is. 1 Samuel 2.30, the second part of that verse. 1 Samuel 2.30, the second part of that verse, it blows my mind, church. Listen to what God says in this verse. It says, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, I shall lightly esteem. God is saying, if you honor me, I'm going to honor you back. But if you don't honor me, you're going to be lightly esteemed. I'm not even going to pay attention to you. I'm not going to be even looking your way. Psalm 22, verse 23, it says, Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. Emerson, acompáñame tú, Church, we need to have a heart that wants to honor God above everything. We need to have a heart that wants to give him the place of honor in everything. That you want to make him first. That you want to make him smile upon you. That you want to make him glad. You see, David in the Bible catches my attention so much. Because David in the Bible, he caught the attention of God because of the way that he would honor God. He caught the attention of God to such extreme, he made a mark on the heart of the Father that he told Jesus at some point in eternity, you're going to be called the son of David. And imagine Jesus turning around on the throne, looking at the Father and saying, what? And the Father says, is that David has made an impact in my heart. When you go down there, you're going to be called the son of David. And Messiah, Jesus, when he walked here on earth, one of the names that they had for him would be what? The son of David. David, I will be calling my son after you. You imagine that? You imagine having that kind of impact in the heart of God? Because Jesus, before he stepped into this earth, he really didn't have a name for earth. He was Christ, the second person of the Trinity. So he could have been called whatever when he walked here to earth for the first time when he was being introduced. And the father says, one of the names I want him to go by is son of David. Can we honor God in such a way that God could stop the heavenly courts and say, shh, shh, hey, my son is approaching me. He wants me with all that he is. His greatest desire is for me. He honors me. And that God would stop angels that are singing, saints that have made it there before us. And the Bible says that he will incline his ears to those that honor him. You know what's inclining our ear? You know that one of the. I'm gonna share with you something that's been happening. You guys don't know too much about. But little by little, I've been hear, losing a little bit of my hearing. More from this year than this year. Is being exposed to loud sound for so many years of my life. And I've gone to doctors. I've checked out things. And they've told me that probably I'm going to have to wear, at some point or another, a little hearing aid. So when somebody wants to tell me something important, (laughs) don't talk to me by the right ear. Talk to me by the left ear. Now, you guys, I'm going to have a line of people by the left ear. I want a line of people by the right ear. Father, you're here in Jesus' name. (laughs) But listen, when my kids want my attention, they know it. And you know what they do? They whisper to me, where, here. Because they want me to do what? To incline my ear to what they're saying. And God says, That's what I do to those that honor me. I want to hear your whisper. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. So there's a couple of ways that we honor God that I wrote. Number one, honor God with your body and mind. Honor God with your body and mind. Be vessels of honor, church. Live a lifestyle that honors God. Don't live a lifestyle on Sunday morning here and then another lifestyle on Friday night in South Beach. (laughs) How do you know that, pastor? Come on, man. You think I've been stuck here all my life? I came from the street. And just because I'm worrying this doesn't make me better than you but I wanna live a lifestyle that honors God, that my decisions honor God, that my convictions are higher. What I expose myself to, what I listen to, what I watch. I'm not talking about legalism church. I'm talking about, I wanna honor God in everything that I do. And I know that if I listen to certain music or watch certain things, That doesn't go with his character and that doesn't go with his nature. So you know what? I don't want any part of that. Not because somebody's telling me to do it. No, I don't want any unbrokenness in my relationship with him. You guys understand what I'm telling you? Or you want to have that wavelength between heaven and you as wide as possible and no interruptions? 2 Timothy 2.21 says, If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. I told the Lord, I want to be kept pure, Lord. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Honor God with your body. Honor him with your mind. The second one, honor God in your youth. Some people say, no, I'm going to walk for God when I'm old. Don't wait till you're old. Do it now. Do it while you're young. Do it while you can save yourself some headaches along the way. Don't wait till you're 30 and you fail two or three times and have a divorce on you to say, okay, now I'm going to follow God's way. Be smart. Be wise. Learn from the errors of those that might be around you. Learn from the wisdom that is being taught to you from the Word of God. Ecclesiastes 12.1 says, don't Let the excitement of your youth, the excitement of your youth is saying, oh, I'm going to have a lot of years to do this. No, 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 no. Don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him and your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. So when I see young people in this room, I'm saying go after him with all your heart now. I wish I would have been passionate for Christ when I was in high school but instead I was a fool for, for myself, not for Christ, I was a fool. <laughs> and now that you're young, you can make such an impact. Honor God and your youth, those that are young. Honor God with your finances. That's the third one that I wrote. First you honor God with your body, honor Him in your youth. Honor God with your finances. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth. You honor God with your money. Pastor, God doesn't need my money. Yeah, but you honor him with it. Because it talks to you about your priorities. It talks to you about who's first in your life. It talks to you about your faith. Do you trust yourself to be your provider or you trust God to be your provider? So the Lord says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits that's your tithe of all you produce all you produce now I'm going to give it once a year not all you produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine and I'm going to tell you something either you trust him or you don't to sustain you either you honor him by giving him what is his or his you don't and every week we have the opportunity to honor god with our giving and we do it here at church and actually this is kind of funny because i've had some people say pastor you sort of pick up the tithes and offerings like light like you don't like really like you know you don't give a 10 minute explanation of the giving and all that and you know why that is because i want to teach people the value of honoring god with their money And if you wanna honor God with your money, you don't need a 10 minute explanation. You actually don't wait to even come on Sunday. You'll give the text giving the moment that your money comes in because you wanna honor God. And that's the church that I wanna raise up in this place. And in a minute, at the end of the service, I'll say, guys, we have some envelopes in front. There's ways to give in the back. You can honor God with your giving. And that's the light that I, I want you guys to say, oh, this is the moment where I do that. But I'm going to switch something up in these services. And that's, I'm going to give you a little bit of time because you know one of the funny things that I've seen? Pastor sees everything. I see some people getting envelopes and I dismiss the service and you just walk out with your envelope. No, I'm going to pray for those that give on Sunday mornings. There's going to be a moment. So worship team, this is something new. At the end, Just give me a second so that I can pray for everybody that gave. Because I wanna create that mentality of honoring God with your giving. And the last one, the last one, honor God by saying yes to his calling over your life. Honor God by saying yes to his calling over your life. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12 and we'll close with the scripture. Look what the apostle Paul says. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his calling. What is Paul praying? That we will live a life, what? Worthy of his calling. So this is important. The calling is not just for some, it's for all, the body of Christ. May he give you the power to accomplish, listen, all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Your faith is going to prompt you to do some things. And this is saying that God will give you the power to accomplish that. Then the name of the Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way that you live. When you walk according to the calling that God has for your life, you honor Jesus in the way that you live. In other words, church, look over here. If you know you're called to do something specific in the body of Christ, but you say, I'm not paying attention to it. You know what you're doing is that you're dishonoring Jesus. Who gave you that calling. Well, pastor, is that you don't understand I'm taking a break. Imagine if Paul would have taken a break. Pastor, is that I got hurt. We do get hurt and we need time to heal. But it doesn't mean that 10 years after you got hurt you're still sitting on the sidelines. Hey, it's time to go. If you've been if you've been healing hurting for 10 years, you need to get in the game, man. Because there's a divine calling of Christ over your life and you honor him by the way that you walk, by what you do. And it says, "And you will be honored" Oh, I'm sorry. And Jesus will be honored because of the way you live and you will be honored along with him. This all makes made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. So we honor God with our body. We honor God in our youth. We honor God with our money and we honor God by answering to the call that he has over our life. I want you to close your eyes this morning as we close. This is going to be very personal right now. Because honoring God with your body, that's general, that's for all of us. Honoring God with your mind, that's general, that's for all of us. Honoring God in your youth, that's generals for all of us. Honoring God with your money, that's generals for all, but honoring God with your calling, that's personal. Cuz we all have something that we've been called to do. And that's why every week I talk to you about growth track, growth track, growth track. Go figure out what's the wiring. Go figure out your purpose. Go figure out what you're passionate about. Why? Because one day you're going to be answerable to that to God. One day the Lord is going to say, what have you done with what I've given you? And we honor him by living fruitful lives for the kingdom and saying, yes, Lord. So this is the question I have for you this morning. Are you saying, yes, Lord, to him? Or do you have a bunch of excuses in front of you? Are you saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to answer your call over my life? Just take a moment right there with your eyes closed, head bowed. And we're going to worship here. And we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart this morning as we close.
1: This is the air breathe, this is the air breathe, your holy presence, living This is my daily bread, this is my daily bread, your very word spoken to me, and I
0: make an invitation and this is not an easy invitation and I want you to think about it (laughs) because there is a cost that comes with the invitation there's a cost, there's a price and we live in a society in a time that we don't want to know about a cost we don't want to know about a price we want everything as easy as possible and the kingdom of God doesn't function that way Actually, we are here today standing on the shoulders of some that even gave their lives for the faith that we have in Christ. But if you're here in this room this morning and you want to tell the Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to say yes to the calling that you have over my life. Now, I'm not saying you're going to end up being a pastor, an evangelist, a preacher. The calling of God is specific for all of us, but is that we would represent Him wherever He sends us and that we would represent Him correctly. And this morning, if you're here and you say, yes, Lord, I want you to come here to the front. I want you to come here to the altar. You're going to come here to the front. and You're going to tell the Lord, I'm taking a step of faith. I'm believing that I'm going to go after you, Lord, with all my heart, and I'm not going to let anything stand in the way of me saying yes to you you come you shake yourself off you shake yourself off you get over here you know that i'm talking to you oh is that i don't know pastor i got married now i have kids I might move all these things. And the Lord says, will you say yes? Will you say yes? Will you say yes? And if you're here this morning in the front, just raise your hands right there where you're at. Thank God we got one man here in the front. Usually becomes harder for the guys to answer these calls. I don't know why. Father, but I want you to take a look at each other's hearts right now where they are. Just look at them right now, Lord. Lord, they're taking a step and standing in front of this auditorium. But more importantly, Lord, they're standing in front of you, in front of the court of heaven. To say yes to you. So Lord, I ask you that you would make clear the calling that you have for each of them. That they would have a clear assignment from you to do here on this earth. And that they wouldn't be distracted by anything else except to fulfill and accomplish the assignment that you have for them. Father, that that would be their passion, that that would be their desire, that that would be what they go after with their whole heart. Lord, they want to be faithful to your call, your invitation, your assignment over their lives. So today, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, clear up the doubts, heal the wounds, align their thoughts, and Lord, Let them know and let them be ready. For the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So I pray Lord that you would send your workers unto the harvest. We bless them with mighty angels that go beside them and no evil shall befall them. Only goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name, and we say, amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus this morning. Come on, church. You guys may go back to your seats. Just two more things. Everybody, you guys may be seated real quick. This invitation, or for those people that know that God is calling them to do something specific and maybe that they're not doing, but I wanna make a second invitation right there where you're at. And it's to those people that have never given their life to Jesus and receive him as Lord and savior. And the Bible says that we're all sinners and that by our works, our own merits, we can't earn heaven. You don't earn heaven, you don't win heaven. The way that we get to heaven is through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So today I'm not talking to you about switching religions. I'm talking to you about coming to the person of Jesus and recognizing him as your Lord and saying, I am a sinner and by my works, I can't be saved. I need somebody that will take me by the hand into the arms of my Father. And if that's you this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I need that in my life. So I'm going to do a prayer now. And I want you to join this prayer. You can just close your eyes real quick and you're going to repeat with me, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for paying for my sins by dying on the cross and giving me the gift of eternal life, which I take a hold of it now, which is a relationship with my heavenly Father. Father, I run into your arms. Fill me with your spirit and allow me to live for the purpose that you have for me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.